This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova basketball. Welcome to another edition of Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. And we're coming to you via Zoom once again uh, in our remote locations. Coach, uh, great to see you. And I'll let you uh, bring up our special guest. You too, Mike. Um, this is uh, pretty wild how we're, we're doing everything differently now. Uh, inside Villanova Basketball podcast on Zoom now. It's actually pretty cool. So everybody cool. can see it and see our man and, and our special guest. And I'm coming to you uh, live from on campus, as you see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, but we, we're very fortunate. You know, I mean, everybody's, everyone's locked in at home. But um, one of the things we're learning is um, you get a lot of requests to do a lot of these podcast because everybody needs content at this time and um, Mike Sheridan you know can tell you we, we struggle with it so you got to pick the ones that you want to do and um, we really appreciate this next our, our guest doing this for us because I, I know he's getting a lot of requests because I get requests to talk about him so I know he's getting requests um, right. so we welcome uh, our man from the Golden State Warriors Eric Pascal, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, surviving, uh, staying quarantined, honestly. Good, man. Glad you're safe. So, we, you know, we usually talk a, a lot, and before we get on about everything you're doing, I purposely um, wanted to leave it for on air, because I'm, I'm sure everyone's going to be interested. First of all, where are you? I'm in San Francisco, so I didn't leave. Uh, I've been here for about two months now, and um, to stay in quarantine, working out in the house, playing a lot of video games, starting to stream my video games. So um, that's about it. That's my schedule for the day. That's what I do every day. Where, where were you um, when when they first shut shut this down? When when where were you when you know knew I'm gonna have to go back to my apartment and stay there? Um, I was actually at my apartment. So really? um, the funny thing, yeah, the funny thing about that was I was sitting on my couch and the first thing came out with uh, Rudy Gobert coming out with the uh, coronavirus. So then I FaceTime Donovan and I'm like, are you good? And he goes, yeah, the season's about to be postponed. I was like, what? So I hung up and I look, you know, Wolves, Wolves has everything. Look at the Wolves bombs and you see season postponed. So I was on my couch <laughs> watching this whole thing happen. It happened in like five minutes. So that's how you found out. You, you found out on Twitter, going to Woj's Twitter? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Did you hear about us? We were in, we're in New York getting ready yeah. to meet. And then, yeah. uh, and then, you know, we didn't know whether we should stay up there. New York was getting a little eerie at that time. And we, we, yeah, we, for sure. We all thought, um, all right, let's get out of here. You know, let's get and let's get home. And by the time we got home, the media was all waiting for us. And um, when we got off the bus, as 
as they were talking to me, and they said the NCAA tournament's canceled. Yeah, like, that was Whoa. crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing that, and I was like, wow. Like, that's so crazy to me. Like, you, if you're a senior or, like, this is your last time to play, like, you, you leave for the draft, you don't get to play an NCAA tournament. Like, all that stuff is just, like, that so hurts. Was, it's got to be killing you. Your family's back in New York. Is everybody good? Yeah, everybody's doing well. Everybody's doing well. I FaceTime them two, three times a week, and we talk for, like, about an hour, about, like, literally about nothing. And then and then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> this has got to be tough for you because you're a big family guy, and I know you get to see them. Yeah, I mean, it is rough. Crazy, but I don't, crazy I, as everything is in New York. Yeah, but, I mean, I I don't want to go back home because then I feel like I'm back in middle school and, like, I'd be in the house all day. My parents can't do nothing, so they're bothering <laughs> me all day. So I'd rather have my own space in my apartment and FaceTime them. Plus, like, what – so um, n- now that the Warriors have the new arena, are you, do you live in San Francisco? Yeah, I live right down the street from my arena. Like, literally, I walk to my arena every day, game days, practice. Yeah. It's like I'm back at uh, school. <laughs> awesome, man. Where is the practice facility? Is it connected it's to? It's in the Chase Center. It's in the Chase Center. So it's all in one. So we, there's different levels. Downstairs is the uh, – it's literally pretty much, like, right below the uh, the main court. So you go downstairs because we use the locker room for both. Our locker room is, like, one. So we use it both oh. for our games and – for practice. Got you. So, like, for practice, we just walk that right on the practice court. And then for games, we just walk upstairs and go onto the court. So, wow. it's all in one. And, and do you literally walk down the street to go to the games? Yeah, like game days. Like, I walk I walk right down the street. And Wait, Do people go crazy when they see you, or what do they do? Depends on the day. I mean, sometimes, like, if there's a lot of fans out, they'll see me. But I have my hood up a lot of the time. So it's just like I'm unbothered. But sometimes I do, and sometimes people do bother me. But it's fine. I mean, I feel like the fans are very respectful out here and don't don't do too much. So that's the one thing I like about it. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so what do you do? What, can you work out? Where 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 do you work out? <laughs> yeah. So in my apartment, I work out actually. So I have a bike. I have weights. I have bands. Uh, and that's that's what I do. I mean, I've, I'm trying to find a field because I'm in the city, so it's hard to find a field. But I'm going to try to find one and just start running on there. So that's pretty much my Have my you been able to shoot or anything? No, I haven't shot a basketball since uh, our last practice. You know, I, would, I talked to um, Arch. Um, it, it was a couple weeks ago now, but he was in the same thing because he's in Chicago and he's, he's in the city and he couldn't get out and, and couldn't shoot. He was doing what you do, riding a bike. And, you know, you know, our guys are – some of the guys are getting paranoid if they can't get in the gym. A lot of them are getting yeah. in the gyms. Yeah. Um, you'd love it here, E. Um, Kyle Lowry's – one of my friends has a court, like a half court at his house. And uh, Kyle Lowry's going in there, a little half court gym every day. Um, but, you know, I've said to our guys, I said that I talked to Arch and I, I – and I asked Arch about that he wasn't working out. Our guys are finding gyms just that they can't get in there as much as they'd like, you know, and they're getting paranoid. Yeah. What, what, what percentage of NBA guys you think have not been able to even get into a gym? Probably like 60, 70. Yeah. 
Like a few, few, few NBA players, but like most can't get a gym. Like we just, especially San Francisco, like it's hard to get a gym out here. Yeah, yeah. Because like our, we're real strict, so we we just can't get a gym. Like nobody's gonna open it because of our, our strict sale home law. So this you got a roommate there, or are you by yourself? No, I'm by myself. So uh, I I am in a two bedroom, but I'm by myself this whole time. Well, how are you? What have you been doing for food? Uh, I started cooking. <laughs> I started cooking, but I still order food every once in a while, but I cook every once in a while. Wow. Can you go out and at least walk around outside and get pickup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I go walk around, pick up food, like curbside or something like that. But um, besides that, I, I order it to my apartment or I cook something. Are you eating healthy? Would Coach Shaq approve? Yeah, he would. He would. I mean, like, since we're not playing every day, like, you really have to be really like discipline of what you're eating because it's so hard to hard to sometimes you just want to eat whatever you want but you got to remember like you're not burning those calories every day so I'm very smart with what I eat now that's awesome man have, have the uh, Warriors like does a strength coach stay in touch with you the assistants on things to do or as a pro do they feel like it's your responsibility you got to take care of it yeah yeah I mean I, but they're very they understand the whole situation like we were on a Zoom call the other day, and we were just talking about it. And, like, they understand, like, some it's hard to get motivated during these times because it's just, like, not what we were doing. But I feel like we have a good group of guys that's uh, staying motivated, just hopping on the bike because, I mean, we don't got nothing else to do. So we might as well just hop on the bike and work out and lift weights in our apartments and make that part of our daily routine. How much time do you think it's going to take you to get back on the court and, and get ready to be able to play in the game? Um, I'll say like two weeks. I feel like two weeks is fine. Just uh, constantly, you just got to go hard every day. I mean, it'll kind of be like, um, for me, like pre-draft. Because like, our pre-draft, we made us run a lot. So, like, I'll probably stick to that routine and just, like, slowly get back into shape and and push myself every day, honestly. So, I think about, like, a week and a half, two weeks, that will be good. What do you know? what do you know about what the the warriors and like when you get into your facility and and when you guys can start no idea <laughs> oh yeah you can't i'd have no idea when we're gonna be able to start there's so many factors going around because uh the nba opened up like the states that are reopening they're allowing their teams to go back but there was pushback from that because they were like there's too much, there's too many, like, too many things going on with that. And also, there's too many variables, like, if we start the season up, what if somebody gets COVID during the playoffs? You got to sit out two weeks. That's this playoff series right there. So, it's it's weird. There's too many factors, like, to to come by right now. So, it's, it's weird right now. It's a very weird time for all of us because we just don't know. Like, we... We don't know. And some people feel like that's an unfair advantage for the states that's opening up for them to get back in the gym and states that are really strict. We can't do anything about that. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on right now. With it. Really interesting, because I was wondering, do, can if, if an NB, let's say, for, let's say, for instance, you were in. Um, well, you can't say home for you because it would be New York. That's definitely yeah. going to get opened up. But let's say you were from Dallas and 
you were back home in Dallas and the Mavericks opened up their arena, I, I opened up their practice facility. Is that only for Mavericks or could you? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you couldn't only, go work out there. Only people, only if you play for that team. Outside, like, even if you're an NBA player, you can't go work out in Dallas's uh, facility for that. Wow, man. You're right. Cause I, it's it is going to be an unfair advantage if, if yeah so that's where that's where that comes in it's it's a lot going on it's a lot I mean, can you imagine can you imagine new york like going to play you know what if some guys say i'm not going to play in new york yeah see that that could hurt the market the free agency because new york's the worst like that could hurt free agency that could hurt teams just saying i'm not going to play in new york uh and then sometimes like we're also they're also trying to see if they could put it in one venue. But, I mean, we couldn't uh, – I think there's too many logistics on that too. So, How does the um, the Warriors – how do they communicate with the players? Do they do it through coaches? Do they do it through general manager? Do they have specific staff members? Just interesting. Um, I feel, it's more specific staff members, but uh, I feel like our coaches do a good job of hitting this up too. Player development does a great job too. But uh, like I said, we were on a Zoom call the other day, so they communicate through it uh, to yeah, us did too. Did you have the whole team on a Zoom call? Yeah, yeah. It was how cool. often, it was really how cool. often have you guys done that? Uh, that was our first time. <laughs> that was yeah, our first you guys time. Are, I mean, yeah, you're pros, you're grown men. You, yeah. can imagine, you can imagine us with our guys <laughs> keeping an eye on oh, yeah. What was it, like, probably once a week? How about, hey, yeah, oh, at least, at least. Because they're still, they're still taking classes. Yeah, see, I can imagine. I can, I'm glad I'm not doing that. <laughs> you think you would have liked it better being, uh, being taking classes online or, or, uh, or being in school and having to go to class? To be honest, probably in school. Really? Yeah, because like you, if you're online, you're constantly gonna get hit up. Like, what are you doing? Are you doing your work? Are you doing your work? Are you doing? Your work? <laughs> so it's like, all right, like, yeah, no, I'm in class, so like, that's taken care of and everything. <laughs> so that might that might be better. Being in class. I love it. That's, that's that is good. What what's going on in San Francisco? Like, what do you do? You feel a connection to that? City yet? I mean, I, I know you've all, you've been there half an NBA season, but um, um, I like it. I mean, it, it's real cool. I mean, Bob is real chill, and uh, uh, the people are very nice out here. They they respect you a lot, and uh, I feel like it's it's a great city to be a part of. I mean, they they love the Warriors out here, like absolutely love them. You you can't do any wrong when you're in the Warriors. So I feel like uh, the city supports it, and uh, I love the city. That's cool. It's a yeah. little bit like West Coast, a little West Coast New York, right? A little bit? Not really, though. I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of, because downtown, 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 uh, downtown San Francisco is kind of like, kind of packed. Like, it's a lot going on. So that's yeah. the one thing I root. But it, I like it. I like it a lot. That's cool. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll let Mike Sheridan take us out to a break. And we'll, we'll return and talk some current issues and college basketball in the NBA. You're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. We'll be back with more from Eric Paschal after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certainty roof to perform. 
That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game-day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunmanning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. Welcome back to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. We resume our conversation now with Eric Pascal and Coach, I'll turn it over to you. Thanks, Mikey. We're, we're just having a casual conversation with my man here. It's just interesting for me uh, just hearing what you're doing during all this time, my man. Yeah. Um, you see the background there? Did it make you miss campus? See that? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I'm being, uh, I, I do miss it a little bit, but at the same time, I'm, I'm glad I'm done with college. Five years. Four there was enough for me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Now, I, I know the feeling, honestly. You did it. I, I love my college experience, but after four years, I was, I was definitely ready to, to move on. And I loved it. Still have all my friends. I get it. If you had to do it for five. Five. So, much respect, my brother. Much respect. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Now, I, I could see that, like, that fifth year, it kind of – it, it kind of did get a little bit old, right? You, get, you kind of were getting... Oh, I was sick of it. I was, <laughs> I was 100% sick of it. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, another year. You should I fight through another year of this. 
but it turned out well, so I'm not complaining too much. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because when a player like you, at the end of your junior year, has got to make a decision whether you're going to come back or not, it's, it's an even more difficult decision because you're coming back for a fifth year. So yeah. psychologically you're, and academically, you're kind of ready to go. Right. Yeah, that's the part where I was like, uh, like, should I come back? And then I was, I was just talking to my dad. I was like, I might as well come back. But then I was thinking, like, I got to do, I do another year of college. Like, I get college it. Is, this is, I got five years. Whew. I get it, man. It's, it, it's, a, it's a great memory because you remember all the good times. But when you're a player and academically, it, it's, it's a, you know, in the first years, Second year, it's kind of exciting and fun. Yeah. New year, it starts to get to be a grind, man. Yeah. And then junior sure. year it gets a little bit better because you know you're out and it gets a little easier. When you got to put a fit, that was the part. I was like, oh my god. We we actually we actually good. thought about this that with uh, Brian Antoine this year because Brian kind of wanted to to redshirt and you know we always use you as an example of how mature you are going into the. NBA and how that, um, you know, you were so ready for this rookie year. And, and Steve Kerr, actually, who I, I talked to just a week ago, he's chilling in San Diego. San Diego. With yeah, his living family. life. <laughs> living life. He's not, he's not hating it. He, he, he's missing basketball, but he's not hating being in San Diego yeah. and having his whole family there with him. Um, but, you know, he talks about how – mature and how ready you were were as a rookie and he thought that had a lot to do with your success um physically mentally mature and you know we talked about with brian antoine like red shirt on this year but if he's really good and he's at the end of four years you know he, he should be good enough to be an nba player and to think about coming back for a fifth year of, of yeah. academics and it's it's hard it's hard it's to be that age nah, for sure i agree i mean i'm with it. So. could you see the difference in your maturity level in your effectiveness on the court in relation to other rookies yes yes like easily like I, like a lot of people get phased or like um just like on the court, just didn't understand little things. And like, I get it. Like you coming to the NBA, I can't imagine coming to the NBA at 18, 19 and like doing, dealing with the physicality and uh, mentally playing 82 games. So like for me, I, it was kind of like easier because we practice hard every day at Villanova anyway. So that was, I was that, that felt like a game every day anyway. So it's true. That was, Exactly. So that's why I was like kind of used to it. And uh, later in the season, it really, really started clicking for me and it just like slowed down, like 100 percent just slowed down. So then like I will bring the ball up. I'll like I'll have games where I have like seven assists and I still get my scoring, but taking the right shots and little stuff like that. Like it really, really helped me out a lot. I, so many things I want to talk about. I don't I don't I want to go back to that decision making thing, but. We, we were talking earlier about, you know, coming into the league and um, now with the growth of the G League and these, these guys coming out of high school into the G League, 
Are you following that? And if so, yeah, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Um, I like it, but even though know, today it came out the NCAA is going to start paying the players because they're allowed to get endorsements and all that, I think that was in a result of the G League thing. But, um, I mean, I like it, but that college experience is very special. Like, if you're in college with a good group of guys, like, they're going to be your friends forever. So that's the part where you miss. You miss going to battle with them, practice the college atmosphere with all the fans, NCAA tournament. But I get it. I mean, like, depending on the kid and the situation, he might need that money right now. So I, I, I like both. But for me, uh, for me, I went through college and I loved it. So I can't complain about the NCAA because the bonds you build and, like, the people you meet, it, it's great. And you have those relationships forever. Can you think back to what your mindset was coming out of high school? And if that option was like, you're a mature, intelligent, experienced man now who has done it all. So you've had the greatest experience of college basketball, winning a national championship. Um, You know, I think Villanova, whether you have basketball or not, it's one of the great places to go to school in the world yeah so in that you're going to be biased a little bit but can you think back before you experienced all that coming out of high school if you had that option back then it let's, um, you know what you would have done i probably still would have went to college i mean first of all i wasn't highly i wasn't a high recruit anyway coming out of high school so but what if you, but now, I mean, now you are that kind of player. Like, what if – I know this is hard, but what if you didn't know how good college was? If you could just think about what you thought about back then as a, as a 17, 18-year-old, would you – do you think you still would have chosen to go to college if they were telling you you could go to the G League and make $500,000? No. I – I also, my parents have a lot to do with that too. Yeah. My mom, my mom wanted me to graduate from college. I did oh, that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that had something to do with it too. And then, uh, yeah, I feel like that, my that mom thing right there, that graduating college was something huge for, for me. You're so. right. Good point. If, but a, a kid, that's a, a kid might, might like, as a kid, like you might hear that 500,000 and be like, yeah, but I, some kids are turning it down. And like the kid, uh, Greg Brown, he turned it down. He went to Texas, played for Shaka Smart. So yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing I see is just like some kids are turning it down because they do want that college college deal. But a lot of kids are just going into that G League because they feel like it's a step closer to the NBA. But I feel like in college, if you're talking about brands and that builds your brand. I mean, imagine if Zion never went to Duke. Like, he wouldn't have that big of a brand as if he would have just went straight to the G League. Because, like, the TV – but now they're trying to change the TV time and all that. But, like, college basketball will always be so dominant because everybody loves it. It's March Madness. Like, you hear Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four. Everybody watches it. So, your brand builds throughout the college thing anyway. And then you have the preseason tournaments. So, I I feel like NCAA is always a great route because you build your brand up anyway instead of just getting that money. Because you might get it later, but I feel like that uh, going through college helps. 
plus you mature uh, a lot more. If you were me and you were recruiting one of those guys that that was questioning whether he should do that, what would you tell him? That's hard. That's like that's really tough now because obviously you can use the point where the NCAA is allowing you to allowing players to get paid, but a lot of that I feel like a lot of that depends on them. Like you can just like you can sell the school like you sell the school great, but in the back of their mind, if they need that five hundred thousand, they they gotta go for it. So it's like that's a that's a hard like pitch now for college. That changes the dynamic a lot. It really does. It does. But, what? like, I also feel like if you're a one-and-done anyway, you might as well just go for a year of college. Like, or, like, one-and-done, two-and-done. Like, because you can go to the G League, play terrible, and now your stock dropped. But, like, it's little stuff like that. But you can do the same thing in college, but I feel like college has a – College, like the coaches know you better. It's not going to be just like a random team. So it's like, uh, if you're one of anyway, you might as well just experience college for a year because you have to do a year before uh, going to the NBA anyway. So that's interesting. Interesting. Um, what 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 do you think about the name, image, and likeness now? Do you? Do you, do you guys feel like you missed out on that? You know, now that guys are going to be able to benefit from, you know, maybe doing commercials or signing autographs while they're in college? Uh, yeah, for sure. I feel like we definitely missed out. But, I mean, I feel like everything happened uh, for a reason. I feel like all, all the older dudes allowed this to happen now because we've had complaints. We've wanted to get paid. Like, so I feel like, it, it trickled down to now all the younger generations, like, all right, we did all this for you guys. So I feel like it kind of ends up working out. Interesting. What, what um, financially, what would have, what difference would that have made for you in college? What, what would you have been, how would that have benefited you um, in terms of your college experience, what are the things that you'd be able to buy and do that you weren't able to do? Um, I mean, I, I feel like it wouldn't have changed that much, but I mean, just, it's always good to have a little extra money in your pocket, especially as a college student. So uh, yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. Like you, you want these nice sneakers or something, or you want these nice clothes, you could, you could go buy it. But I mean, some, some people wait, uh, I wait, like, I just, you know, like, when I get to NBA, if I want a pair of sneakers, I'll just buy them in. So, but, yeah, like, I feel how like. About, uh, how about, like, being able to go out, you know, go out on weekends, go out and eat and everything? What, what, what the way, you know, you guys got the um, um, cost of attendance money. Yeah. You no, know, you, you got the meals from the team. And, like, mm -hmm. do you feel that that being able to have that extra spending money, that's what you would probably do with it. It'd be kind of be, it would be clothes and, yeah. and, and being able just to go out. Yeah. Just like, just having that money, like it's always good. Like, like I said before, like just having that money, be able to go out to eat whenever you really want or like little stuff like that. 
And, and what if it got to the point where you guys were able to make more? You didn't have a car in college, right? No. Would, would, would having a car, I just said being a builder, would that be that much of an advantage, having a car? Yeah, I feel like it would be an uh, advantage for sure, yeah. Imagine that's going to be like a new issue for us. Guys are going to be able to afford cars, so now guys are going to be in car accidents. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Right? I mean, I can definitely see that. Possibly. Because there were only a couple guys on our team that had cars, right? Yeah. One year we had like nine guys with cars, though. Did we? Yeah, it was like we were literally all upperclassmen, and we had so many cars on campus. Really? Because I know yeah. we go through times where guys have to drive guys. That's when you know you're a young team, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have like four or five dudes in a car. <laughs> so let's get to NBA. Let's get to NBA basketball. Let's talk about, um, I wanted to say I told you so, just comically, like how much we used to talk about decision-making, right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I will say I told you so. Didn't I tell you guys, didn't I used to tell you guys all the time that you will be a better player in the NBA than you were in college. Did I always used to say that to you? Yeah, you did. Because they could dump, they were double teaming you, they were loading to you, and your physicality in college, they were calm. <laughs> it's so funny. We're preparing for the Seton Hall game this year. So you always go back and watch the previous year's games. Oh, please tell me. I think I know what call you're talking about. Biggie's championship when I yeah. drove left and Miles Kale's on, literally on my hip. And, I, yeah. and he just fell and they called the charge. I already know what play. We're on the same page. Unbelievable. And it's yeah, like, that was crazy. That was crazy. You know, I, I, you know, I knew I got upset about the time. Then I'm getting prepared. I'm watching this and I'm going, this is unbelievable. But you were being penalized so much for your, for your strength and, and, and um, and I knew when you got to the next level, you know, it, it, it would be an advantage for you, um, yeah. which, it, which it has been. Um, but but the decision making, right? You know, yeah. all the things we can pass on to our guys. Because I remember either you told me or Steve Kerr told me at some point in your deceit, at some point in your season, he said to you, "You got to you got to make the right plays, right?" Yeah, it was like it was more towards the end of the season now. So like, it was like my last like, I want to say like twelve, thirteen games. I was like five assists. I was like, wow, I could, because he he sees like I could get to in the paint like uh, whenever I want. So I was like for my last like ten games, I was like five, six assists. How did that progression go? Where you were you were getting big numbers, right? You're scoring a lot, and then how did that? transition go with him where he said you okay now you gotta start making the right play uh, every time I got into the paint defenses would just go like this but it just collapsed so then after that like I would start coming off ball screens was, was that after you had all the big scoring games mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but before that before you were getting the big numbers when you would get to the rim they wouldn't come and help they'd stay with the other guys yeah they wouldn't I would just get to the rim yeah like, I would just have all the space. But now, like, they, they would attack me and, like, all that. So then after that, like, me and Coach Kerr had, like, had a meeting. He was just telling me, like, what he wants me to get better at. And then, like, I – like, the explain, last, like – Explain to all of us um, peons who are not in the NBA, when you say 
Coach Kerr and I had a meeting. Is that just standing on the court, or does he call you? No, no, we, we have legit meetings. Like, it'll, it'll be like me, uh, our player development guy, assistant coach, GM. So, like, we'll all be in the meeting, and uh, okay. we'll just How talk about it. How often do you guys do that? Uh, it was, like, once a month. One, once, it was, like, every three weeks, actually. It was, like, every three weeks. But, uh, yeah, we'll just have a meeting, and he'd be like, you got better here. Like, we still need you to get better here. And, like, that's – like that was our meetings, and then he would just work off that. So then, like the next meeting, he'll be like, "All right, you did get better. So you did, you did improve. You did improve. Keep doing this. Keep making the right plays, and we'll just keep talking about that." Wasn't there a time though where he said to you, like, maybe he said it to me, um, where like you you got to start your your final step to really being a, a good NBA player is you got to make the right make the right basketball play and see yeah. the right play, right? Yeah, that, that was that was our last meeting before this whole thing happened. So, like, yeah, that was, that was before, like, the whole – the last, like, I say last 10, 10 games. He was saying, like, keep keep making the right play. And then, like, that's where assist totals, like, really jumped. And then uh, I just kept doing it. Because he trusted me a lot. Like, a few times I played point guard. Like, I was bringing the ball up, coming off a ball screen. Uh doing all that, like, calling a play. And, like, he trusted me enough to do all that. So, uh, yeah. So, I just kept trying to improve on that uh, aspect. How do, how do you guys call plays? Like, does he give you guys a number of plays to choose from and then you can you can call them? Or is he calling every play? No, nah, sometimes he does call them. But if we're just coming up the court, like, just call whatever play or just, like, getting the drive and kick. Anybody can call any play? Like, if you're bringing the ball up and, yeah, and like, if you bring the ball up and, like, the guards aren't available. Like, a few games we had uh, Looney running point guard and he was calling plays. Wow. We actually beat Mikel that game. <laughs> 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 we beat Mikel that game. <laughs> Definitely did. <laughs> hey, tell me about playing uh, these these virtual games now. Are you doing that and getting – are you online doing that? Yeah. So, I just started two days ago. So I'm trying to build my brand up, uh, playing video games and uh, trying to trying to get paid off of it. Tell me what that means. Building your brand up, playing video games. I know everyone. What's your brand knows. like? I you got Everybody you gotta, knows what that means except me. But go ahead. You got to build like you just got to keep streaming. You got to show your video games and uh, put it on social media. Stream with other people. So like your band, like people see that you play video games, so people follow you, and then like you just gotta keep building. So it's kind of like the same get, thing as like. How do you make money media. off that? How do you make money off that? So subscribers. So on Twitch, you do uh, subscribers. So like if they subscribe to you, you get paid off. You know, Nep and those guys, Coach Nep and those guys are gonna kill me. Like I can't believe you. I had to ask him about how to. <laughs> I can't how to believe build you don't know. I can't know you don't understand about gamers. The only, because the only one I remember is when one summer when Josh Hart was back here working out with us, he was staying at my house, you know, the apartment we have next to my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Patty would make dinner for me, say, I, I got to be done dinner by eight o'clock because I got a game at eight o'clock. I'm on, I'm getting paid. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You, you got to build that brand and then you're getting paid. So, yeah. <laughs> like me yesterday, that. yesterday, me, Josh, and Jalen were uh, on a Call of Duty tournament streaming. Get out. 
Yeah, so we were all streaming yesterday. Yep. Uh, that's great. Are, are you guys doing one tonight? Are you doing something with Sirius Radio tonight? Yes, yes. You know, I apologize. I can't be on that one, man. I, I was they, they they have a set time, and uh, I, I I have a a meeting, a different meeting. I have to be on. I can't get out of. So I would love to be on that with you guys. But you guys can carry it, man. They want to hear from you guys. You guys are way bigger stars now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do all right. We'll be all right. You'll be good. Hey, man, you were great on this. Uh, I love you for doing it. Thank you. Please stay safe out there. Remember, you you got a long career. Just just be safe out there. Be careful. Well Don't hurt back. Appreciate you having me. All right, brother. Love you, man. Take care. Love you. Thanks, Derek Hi, Pascal. And uh, Matt Frischella for getting us on. Uh, this is Ben talking Villanova basketball presented by Hartford Buns. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Stop by Great American Pub, Bar and Grill with locations in Conshohocken, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.